0: Welcome to the alchemy of music. We all remember that song during a summer romance or during a bad breakup. We all remember that album that changed your life. And we remember that concert we'll never forget. We'll dive into those nostalgic moments, hear personal stories while examining the cultural and cerebral effects music has and the magic it creates. We'll highlight upcoming tours, artists to see, and the latest in music. I'm your host, Tommy, and now let's begin. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of The Alchemy of Music. Thank you guys for joining me on another episode today. So I have some really exciting news. Janet was right. Nine Inch Nails are going to Boston calling. I'm so excited. I don't think anyone has any idea. They are a bucket list band to see. Trent Reznor is such a legend and... The thing is, I've been manifesting this moment, so for me, this is super crazy. Now, I originally wanted to go to Boston Calling for Rage Against the Machine, and then they announced the remainder of the lineup, and I was super excited. I had not seen Foo Fighters. I think originally it was supposed to be Red Hot Chili Peppers, so I was so 110% in for this festival. And then the pandemic hit. And then they postponed it and then rage dropped because they're reorganizing their tour. And um, then we found out just a few weeks ago that the drummer, um, Taylor Hawkins from Foo Fighters, passed away unexpectedly. And so awful because I was super excited to see them too and they're not going and my heart goes out to Dave Grohl obviously because he's probably reliving this all over again it's just like nirvana kurt cobain all over again you know so my heart really goes out to the band and his family but i you know we we're all trying to figure out who first raged now foo fighters they're not going who's gonna fill in, and obviously I really like Metallica. That's a no-brainer. I've never seen the, sh- the Stroke, so that'll be super cool, um, but two of the bands that I was really excited to see were now out, so, you know, I was really hoping for someone big to just fill in, and it's Nine Inch Nails, so now let me go back years ago. So I had this idea for my podcast a little over two years ago and then when I really started to initiate it and started to build the foundation for it, the pandemic hit and so I had all this time on my hands and I started to think about all the artists that I have not seen and Nine Inch Nails was one of them and they're really tough because they don't tour as frequently as other artists do and they're pretty elusive in that way. They even announced their tour for this year and Boston wasn't even on the list so I was pretty bummed out about that. I remember checking that out. And um I kind of actually forgot about it to be quite honest with you. So yeah, now that they announced it, I'm just so excited. Trent Reznor is a legend. I just can't even believe that this is happening and you know I I'd always wanted this. Like th- this is a dream for me and definitely a a bucket list artist to see so i am so excited and i can't wait to share with you once i see them what it was like the experience if you guys like watching sets at all youtube nine inch nails hurt with david bowie Such a great live set. It is one of my favorites. I always put this on for any of my like music friends who love to watch a live set. Highly, highly recommend it. So good. One of my friends, Stick, if you were listening, shouting you out right now, you sent that one to me and I love it so much. So thank you for that. Another festival they just recently announced they would be headlining is rockville festival in daytona florida i've never heard of it before but the headliners are pretty dope it's like kiss corn breaking benjamin guns and roses bush jerry cantrell's there obviously nine inch nails smashing pumpkins jeans addiction the struts just super cool i thought that was really awesome and i'm i'm curious like what that festival is like And where its exact location is I think it's interesting where different festivals are located especially since I just got back to ultra I do think there's something to be said about the atmosphere not just the bands or the artists that are set to perform but the actual atmosphere so that definitely adds the cherry on top to a festival for sure but before I get into today's episode which I will be discussing Coachella I just wanted to remind everyone why I created this podcast. Music is such an important part of my life, and I've met so many people. Even if you're not the biggest music fan, there's always that memory. There's that something that you will never forget about an artist or a song or a concert. And that's you know why i created this so it wasn't just about the surface aspects of music but the nostalgia the memory the the human connection not just with our own personal experiences but also as a fan the artist i had lost myself for a really long time i was a dancer for 10 years I danced multiple times a week. I even danced on Saturdays. I also cheered. So music was so important to me. I loved competition. I loved recitals. And it it just, it was everything to me. And when my studio closed and I stopped dancing, mind you, I could have gone to another studio, but I was about, almost about to graduate. So I was like, you know what? This is just time for me to move on and try other things. But what I realized was I couldn't live without music. And when I kind of became depressed, when I tried to refine myself, you know, I did like what everyone tells you to do. You know, you, you make your gratitude list and you write down all the things you love. Music just was always right at the top. But I think society tells you what is, normal or I don't want to say normal but what's important you know being a doctor is important being a lawyer teacher all these things but we forget what lights us up we forget that sometimes the things that light us up that make us happy that fulfill us are actually tied to our gifts and they're tied to the things that make us who we are, make us authentic, and our our own personal, unique individuality. And when I kept reconnecting myself back to music, I, you know, started to get back into finding new artists to listen to and all that, and that's when I heard about Coachella. Going to Coachella the first time was so exciting for me, just even broadened this aspect of who I am and just amplified it like next level. And of course I had gone to concerts before that. I mean it really changed things for me and it also set the stage for a new decade and a new generation that I got to finally experience within my own life. Like I actually felt a shift in my life getting to see some of the music that was popular at that time and, you know, and now that's the past that was 10 years ago, which is like wild to me. So I digress here. This episode's about Coachella, but it's just a reminder of what sets us free and I hope that anyone that's listening here, don't forget to listen to your intuition. The things that you love are innately you They could be tied to your gifts, and maybe they might want to be expressed in some way. So don't ever deny those aspects of who you are, uh, especially the things that you love, and always try to shoot every single day to uh, surround yourself with the things that you love and that make you happy and that fulfill you. And music is one of those things for me, and on this journey, it's not just brought me great concerts and amazing music my way. It's brought me to a lot of people that share that same common connection, that love, and everyone's experience is different, whether it be concerts, the music that they listen to, how they listen to it. Everyone has a different experience when it comes to music and that is why I created this podcast so that I can share all of that with you guys and that we can all experience it together and also it offers an opportunity for us to look at ourselves and what music that lights us up and some of the memories that we have had And that's the beauty of music is that we can all share a love for it but it's all perceived differently so i hope you guys enjoy today's episode coachella was one of the first music festivals that i ever got to go to i remember watching woodstock the whole documentary on woodstock and i always wanted to go to a festival so it will always hold an important place and memory and my life. So I thought there would be no better way to talk about Coachella because it is this weekend this weekend and next weekend and they are streaming so I will be tuning in I hope you guys do too check out YouTube you can look up Coachella don't forget there's a time delay they are 3 hours behind us and sometimes there's a little bit added in that's happened before so just an FYI it can sometimes be like 20 to 30 minutes but not always so just an FYI on that so I hope you guys really enjoy today's episode So this weekend, I was scrolling through my Instagram and Doja Cat, who I think is one of the biggest up-and-coming stars. I really do think she is going to have such longevity in this business. She's had, she broke so many records this year and Her last album and the album before that just killed it. She's just already setting the stage for being an icon. And uh, she posted about Coachella being a career-defining performance, which is absolutely true. One of the reasons that I was always attracted to Coachella, and I feel like a lot of music lovers out there are also attracted to Coachella, is its diversity. There is just so many different acts that you will see there. There's upping, coming artists that usually end up I've said this on previous episodes, they're usually famous in 3, 5, 10 years. They're usually huge and they end up being a headliner. And the headliners are also really incredible and they're all so different, you know, there's electronic, there's hip-hop, there's rock, there's a little bit of everything, indie, there's just, and, and representing different cultures as well, and that's the coolest part, and that's one of the, the things that I love about Coachella is that there's just so so much to see. The other cool part about Coachella and what it's known for is reunions. It has not just people that are super cool now, but people from the past. I think Fatboy Slim is there this year. Years past, they've had ACDC, Guns N' Roses, Paul McCartney, Moby, and that's the coolest part is you get not just the variety of genres, but the variety of time as well. The other cool part about Coachella is that it's located in the Empire Polo Fields, located in Indio, which is in Palm Springs, Indio, California, and it is just so incredibly scenic. So not only do you have these beautiful polo fields with just lush green grass, but you're surrounded by the desert and the mountains and palm trees, and it's absolutely beautiful. It's beautiful during the day, but it is spectacular at night. They have everything lit up from the trees, and they have art installations, and it's just the, there's a whole vibe. People forget, if you've never been to a music festival, not just seeing the artists and the musicians there, if it's scenic, if they've got cool lights and and art installations that really just make the whole festival even more spectacular and even more exciting and down to the food and all that. It's just, it's an experience. It's not just music, it's a total experience. An entire package that makes your ticket purchase even more worthwhile, and it makes for an incredible weekend as well as amazing memories. So Golden Voice, which is the company and promoter of Coachella, not just Coachella, their stagecoach, Second Sky Festival, and many more, was established back in 1981, and they used to put on shows back when punk was super hot, and music changed, so they kind of evolved with the times, putting on shows and promoting a lot of popular acts in the 90s, like Nirvana, Jeans Addiction, and Red Hot Chili Peppers. From there, they had always wanted to have a festival in the empire Polo fields like it was one of the owner's ideas and at that time Pearl Jam took Ticketmaster to court because they were overpricing their tickets and they were affiliated with a lot of the venues especially in LA so Pearl Jam asked Golden Voice if there was a venue or a place that they could perform that wasn't affiliated with Ticketmaster. So Golden Voice put on a show, a Pearl Jam show, back in the 90s at the Empire Polo Fields, and that's where they had their first show. So the owners really still wanted to have a festival more of like a Glastonbury type vibe with all different types of genres and at that time as music evolved also the rave scene was really huge so they decided to move forward with the idea of having a Glastonbury type festival at the Empire Polo Field so this was later on this was in 1999 so the craziest part of this whole thing i don't know if any of you guys i talked about it on this previous episode watched woodstock 99 but it was an absolute hot mess there weren't enough bathrooms People were lighting stuff on fire, there wasn't enough water, it was just like riots had broken out. like it just was a total nightmare. I remember it personally when I was younger and watching MTV and it was all over the news and just people were going crazy and it just wasn't The vibe of the original Woodstock, and it just was completely different. Just, you know, obviously at that time, I have nothing against any of that music from there. There's a lot of artists that I still listen to and like from Woodstock 99 but just the container the overall energy was just completely different so Coachella actually announced Golden Voice had announced Coachella the Monday after Woodstock and apparently the city like didn't want to have it so they were you know obviously really nervous but they end up getting to move forward and they really kind of wanted to make it the opposite of what everyone had experienced at Woodstock 99 I mean you know it is a a just completely different environment it's warm it's in the desert it's on a polo field that sort of thing so they ended up being able to move forward with the festival and the first one was held in 1999 the first Coachella lineup included Beck the Chemical Brothers Morrissey Perry Farrell from Jeans Addiction Richie Houghton modest mouse rage against the machine tool ben harper and so many more they have four stages in total there is the main stage the gobi tent the mohav and the sahara tent which is dedicated mainly to electronic music which is one of my favorites the festival obviously has evolved so much since 1999 catering to the changes and evolution of music and it's so cool to see how much it's changed. I do know a lot of people were a little bit bummed out this year because I think they were hoping for a little bit more of a reunion factor and I definitely understand that. Obviously Rage was supposed to be there in 2020 and again they re- they organized their tour so they're not going to be at Coachella this year so a lot of people were bummed out about that, but there are so many incredible people on the list. Like Doja Cat said, it is one of the most important performances that any artist can have. It's basically stating that you are a star and that you've earned this, and I'm so excited for her. It is a really big show Every time I've gone to Coachella, the sets are just incredible, and it's not just a regular concert. Obviously, musicians, they bring everything to every concert, but it's different than a tour. There's a different vibe. They give you extra magic. There's always special guests there. There's always something to be really excited about that you're not going to know about, and that is the beauty and that is the magic of Coachella. I was reviewing old lineups, and if you guys get a chance, please go look at them. They're super cool. It's even really, really cool to see some of the smaller artists on the lineup because they are big now, and that's what was, like, blowing my mind. But uh, some of the artists that have been there are Beck, obviously I said Perry Ferrell, Paul McCartney, The Black Keys, Girl Talk. Fleet Foxes, The Yeah Yeah Yeahs, Band of Horses, TV on the Radio, Disclosure, Beastie Boys, The White Stripes, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Faith No More, Madonna, uh, Childish Gambino, The Pixies, Wilco, Bjork, Oasis, Foo Fighters, The Strokes, Nas, Lauryn Hill, Massive Attack, Nine Inch Nails, New Order, Drake, Kanye, Florence, Justice. I can't forget Daft Punk was there. I heard was such an incredible performance. I definitely should like look up that set on YouTube because I don't think I've ever watched that in full. Portis Head, Outkast, Wu-Tang Clan, obviously Tupac's hologram and all of the West Coast. I know Puffy was there once uh, as a guest. Beyonce, Prince, Roger Waters doing The Dark Side of the Moon, Jack Johnson, Fatboy Slim, Slightly Stupid, Hot Chip Diplo, Boys Noise Kavinsky, MGMT, Mark Ronson, Death Cab for Cutie, Flume, Armin Van Buren, Tiesto, ASAP Rocky, uh, Iggy Pop, The Roots, Weezer, Tame Impala, Air, The Flaming Lips, Prodigy, Mars Volta, Depeche Mode, uh, The Scissor Sisters, Coldplay, the list goes on. It's insane looking at all the cool people, all the people that were on the lineups previously, and, uh, it's, it's, and it's also amazing to see how much music has evolved. Even though I haven't gone to Coachella in about nine years, I still try to tune in every single year and catch as many sets as possible. It is hard with the time delay, especially on that sunday that's always the hardest because that's the last headliner and usually it's super super late or early in the morning i should say so that's always a trickier one and i always end up watching it the next day but i'm super excited to uh watch hopefully black coffee i get to see that uh toki monster the al- avalanches uh, flume megan the stallion Doja Cat, Disclosure, Richie Houghton, uh, Jamie XX, I love, Maggie Rogers, Kim Petras, Channel Trey's, just so many good people on the list, and I always like to, I also recommend, just look at someone you've never seen, I there's so many artists that I've fallen in love with that I don't even know who they are or their name and I just put on the the sets and you know listen to it or watch it whatever and so many people that I just like fall in love with so highly recommend checking out something that you've never seen because you never know you might like end up finding them on Spotify as soon as you finish their set. One of my favorite streaming stories is when I made all my friends. I slept over my friend's house Emily my best friend you know who you are I went to her house and they were having a party there and I made everyone stay up to watch Guns N' Roses now mind you there was a three hour time delay they're headlining and of course they're probably at like 11 or midnight whatever time it was so add that math so we waited and waited and I it kept saying they were coming on they were coming on well apparently Guns N' Roses because it was their first tour in so many years they actually had some sort of like they didn't want their entire set recorded so they only played one song so they literally introduced guns and roses i swear by this and then they played november rain By this time, it's 6 a.m. I'm like, guys, please stay up. They're coming on. They're going to come on. They're going to come on. Finally, Guns N' Roses comes on. They're playing November Rain. It's so intense. We're so moved. We're like, (gasps) and they're like, thank you, everyone. That was was a great show. They're all done. And we're like, what? That is because they had a two-hour set, so add, what was it? Like, They probably started our time at 3 a.m., so plus two hours, and then they just did that last song, so I don't know, five or six, forgive my math, but I just remember I I convinced everyone to stay, and it was almost right before they came on to play that, they were like, "Mm, I don't know if this is going to happen, and finally when I convinced everyone that it was happening and we all were moved and swayed. They closed the show and we were like, What? That's it? And that's when I figured out later on. And it's a funny story that we still talk about to this day. And I don't know how I did it, it convinced everyone there to stay up with me. But it, I mean, even for just November rain, it was pretty awesome. So don't forget if you were interested to go tune in to Coachella this weekend. They'll be on this weekend and the weekend after. Sometimes I think they only stream on one weekend, but I'm not 100% positive on that. There's usually three channels. I don't know if they've changed it since then, but you can see the lineup. They don't play everyone. You're not going to see everyone you want to see, but there is a whole list of all the live stream performances. So go check that out. It's, even if you're some, Coachella is something you're thinking about going, you want to go to in the future, live stream it, see if it's for you, but definitely worth it. And you know, I've had made so many wonderful memories there and have seen so many artists that are so bucket list for me. And I'm so incredibly grateful for that. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Please let me know if you've been to Coachella, if there are any sets that blew your mind. If you want to go, if you plan on tuning in to the live stream, let me know. Keep me posted. And again, if you love this podcast, please Don't forget to rate it, review it, share it, share it with anyone you know who may love music just as much as I do. It helps this podcast get out there and it helps these stories be heard. And thank you guys so much every single week, every single person that tunes in. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will talk to you next week. Take care.